You're listening to Pack Dynamics, a Fandom on the Rocks podcast. Hello, welcome back to Pack Dynamics, a Fandom on the Rocks podcast. I am Emily. And I'm Allison. And I almost said this is a Teen Wolf podcast, which I guess it is, but that is not how the opening goes. No. But, you know, we'll figure it out eventually into however many episodes this turns out being. How many episodes of Teen Wolf are there? Like just over 100, I think. Oh, Jesus. Okay. But because I've been listening to Glee on the Rocks for so long, I think I know how that intro is going to go. And I always expect you to say, it's like, you know, it's a Glee podcast. And I'm like, no, it's not. Listen, it's very hard not to say that. And I keep thinking I should come up with something else to intro this as. Like, I don't even, I don't know what that would so, be. Something else. Like, Teen Wolf. I don't know. No, no, we're not. <laughs> the fella also saying something to that effect earlier today. So we're not, no, that's, that's, a, that's a hard pass. All right. Well, I mean, it, this is episode eight. It's not too late to change the introduction. I'll take it to the board. I'll put up a whiteboard on the wall and I'll start. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds to me like Wesley already has thoughts. He has thoughts. The podcat is here. He's been trapped in the room because either he wants in or out at all times. I'm sure the listeners know there are cats involved in the making of these podcasts with the cats. He's going to get himself tangled up in some wires. So that's nice. Yeah, he's not a good boy. But he's real cute. I think so. So we forgive him for his transgressions. We forgive him politely. (laughs) No, if I let him out, he's going to come back in and it's going to be a whole thing. It's going to be a whole thing. You have to train an eight-year-old cat. (laughs) Gosh, he really is that old, isn't he? I know. Wow. Look at him trying to open a door without any opposable thumbs. You know he opens doors, though. I do know he opens doors, which is why I'm saying, like, yeah, that sounds like a thing that he would do. It's just this door has a round knob and doesn't have the flappy, you know, he can't doesn't push it have down the like flappy. Yeah. I've lived with both Emily and this cat and I am well aware of like putting a door with a flappy handle between Wesley and anything he wants. Yeah, it doesn't work out well. He just hoists his ass up there and dunk. He's so long. He's a, he's a long boy. Whereas my beloved baby boy Pickle is just round and sad. Round and fluff. <laughs> And just kind of looks at the door forlornly and then (laughs) looks back at you forlornly and then stares back at the door. It's like Heathcliff on the moors. He's he's a little less proactive about getting out. He's just like, you know, if you loved me, you would let me out. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas Wesley's like, you must hate me, so I'm leaving. (laughs) Two sides of the same dipshit. And the two of them together were quite a show. I know. I assume he misses Pickle. I assume Pickle misses everybody, but that's neither yes. here nor there. Choco boy. Yeah, he's pretty cute. It's why we don't eat them. We try. Well, <laughs> speaking of eating. Oh, boy. Is that a proper segue? Nom, no. No, no, no. There's there, no. Mm-mm. This is season one, episode eight, Lunatic. With a full moon approaching, Scott becomes distracted as his senses heighten and he worries he may kill. However, Styles has a cunning plan to thwart Scott's hunger. See, there's the eating. It worked. This episode aired July 18th, 2011. So I watched this episode, but only a few hours ago. I don't remember a cunning plan. It's not cunning at all. It is brute force. I remember a plan. 
But if there was a cunning in there somewhere, then please let me know. No, I think cunning is really giving him a lot of credit. Cunning, not that Styles isn't cunning. He does a lot of smart things in this episode, but the plan isn't particularly one of them. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I mean, credit due where credit due. He tries. He does. Especially because he's a he's not happy in this no. episode. No. And it, it's a good thing that Styles does not yet n- know all the ways some. <laughs> There's a third host on this podcast today. <laughs> he's just upset that Scott and Styles are fighting. He is. He is. He's their number one fan. It's a good thing that Styles does not yet know all the ways that someone can hurt a werewolf. Yeah. Because I think he would have employed them. Just a little in this episode, I think. Yeah, I think he would have gone a little wild with some wolf Spain on his buddy in this just episode. Just a little. Like, we'll talk about it when we get there. We'll get there when we get there. When we get there. But, like... This episode for me really is now the image I have in my head when I read the tags on AO3, the like bad friend styles and bad friend Scott. Like this is Mm -hmm. this is where I can pull that from because neither of them are shining beacons of friendship. No. With Scott in this episode in particular and styles a couple episodes back with a a heart monitor. Yeah. He's like taking revenge on Scott. Like not They love each other. They are best friends. They are brothers. They are. Yes. And sometimes we do crappy things to people we love. (laughs) Yes, and. Yes, and. He really yes, anded this relationship, this episode. Maybe yes, but. It starts out with, with them going out into the woods to get drunk and wax poetic over their respective girl issues. Styles wants to pine over Lydia while Scott is obviously in a funk over Allison. I'm assuming Styles got that bottle of Jack from his dad's liquor cabinet. I imagine so. I imagine that that's where that that bottle came from. Because it was not full, so it looked like it had been partaken of. I feel like in the beginning, it's a full bottle of Jack. Is it? But by the end of it, it's like a little bit of a bottle of Jack. Well, by the end of it, it's been smashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the end of it, it's on a tree. (laughs) We do have a cannon or fanon moment of werewolves can't get drunk on like regular liquor. So it's definitely suggested here, Mm -hmm. but it's not confirmed. Yes. Because it is heavily hinted because we don't see Scott actually drinking at all. Right. And Styles is the only two who are visibly drunk. So... Either they split the bottle and Scott isn't getting drunk at all, or he can just handle his liquor better than Styles, or Styles drank like two thirds of a bottle of Jack by himself. And I don't think his tolerance for that is high enough for that. No, probably not. I feel like he would be vomiting all over the forest floor. For sure. So in this moment, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that Scott is wearing the official Hail Pack leather jacket. He is. There's a lot of like leather coats in this episode. There are very... a lot of leather coats. It makes me real happy. That's definitely yeah. a fan or canon that gets me every time in the heart. It's too bad there isn't like an official investiture, invest something. What's the word there? Where they, <laughs> Derek, like hand someone a leather coat like you are now part of the pack. Yeah, like an initiation ritual when they, yes. when they get a... They get their official jacket. Their official leather jacket. Unfortunately, the party is ruined by two random ass older dudes showing up to fuck with them 
in the way that bad guys in TV shows do. I'm an intimidating figure. Grr. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fuck with teenage kids because I can and I have no self-esteem. Scott, however, feels the need to threaten one of them back with his eyes going all werewolf gold and like his voice gets all auto-tuned. Auto-tuned. And his claws start coming out. It's a little threatening. I feel like maybe this guy is going to, well, he's not actually going to go home because he ends up dead, but he would have gone home and been like, well, that was weird. Some guy's eyes just changed color. Huh. I don't know how to explain that shit. That's odd. I wonder yeah. what has happened. I wonder. Unfortunately, when Scott and Styles leave, the two dudes get attacked by the alpha, who so, feels the need to put one of them into the fire pit. Burned alive. Man, that sounds Ooh. like a terrible way to die. I wonder if that's going to come back in a plot way. Yeah, it's almost like it's happened and is personal. Almost like that was an intentional choice. Huh. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yes. Yes. Hmm. And then the camera pans up on the full moon because in case no one had noticed, it's a full moon. Dun dun. Rough time for the wolves. And that's the whole episode. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> pretty much. Like a lot of stuff happens in the middle, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's the full moon. People get alphaed. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of stress and tension going on. Yeah. Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. Least of all, Scott, who is having a rough couple of days plus the moon. So he gets woken up by his alarm, which is set to the radio, where he learns that police are still searching for alleged killer Derek Hale. Mm -hmm. And Mama comes in to save the day. Yeah. And then he's mean to her. He is very mean to her. But it's a theme throughout this episode, and we're not going to blame him entirely. (laughs) I'm going to blame him a little bit because maybe men should learn to control their emotions. (sighs) On the one hand, <laughs> you're not wrong. On the second hand, this is a fictional werewolf who's being messed with by the moon. So by, we're going to give him a break. Which, I don't know, is it ironic? Because like menstrual cycles, moons, women, hysteria, that whole... Maybe. Eh, is that just kind of funny or no? It's a little funny. I'll give it's you that. Funny. I'll give you that. But yes, he is mean to Mama McCall and absolutely no one likes it. And he should really apologize to her because she does not need that shit from him. No, but it does show the disintegration of their relationship step by step. Yes. And that something's not right with him. Yeah. Something's up. Something up. Do we next go to Allison? Is that? Yeah. She's getting dropped off at school. Yeah. She's getting dropped off at school. By both her dad and Kate. And like, I know we've done the math or some people on the internet have done the math and we talked about it. And just seeing Kate and Allison together. Mm-hmm. these two are sisters. Yes. Like they're not, but they are such sisters. They love each other so much. You can feel it in the car. Yeah. Like, ugh, they love each other so much. They really Which is do. like, I mean, the problem sometimes with good on-screen chemistry is when the relationship in the show is a negative one, right? Yeah. Because it's like, you don't want to woobify characters you right. want them to be bad when they're bad right i just hate kate because she hurts Derek. <laughs> but part of me is like oh wouldn't it have been great for allison to actually have a sane and helpful mentor in her sister aunt that would have been super cool unfortunately <laughs> what she gets is kate yes it's terrible <laughs> like eventually she does get a sane beloved mentor Mm -hmm. in her father 
But in this moment, yeah. Aunt Kate is definitely not that answer. No. But like as we look kind of through the course of the show and what happens to Allison, what happens to Kate and the the things that they go through, so much of it is tied back to their relationship. Just yes. how much they really do love each other and care for each other. Mm-hmm. And it's very sweet. And I just want to separate them immediately because Kate just wants to murder everybody. Everybody, 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 everywhere. Everybody all the time. Like, <laughs> there's there's no pause. She's always just, like, on edge. And I think this is one of the reasons I like her is that she's a homicidal maniac. <laughs> but one of the things that Kate and Styles have in common is that they're both very much, like, punch first, ask questions later. They are. And they're both chaotic little... Gremlins. They're just both chaotic little gremlins. Yeah. And like the styles is usually a chaotic good and Kate is usually a chaotic evil, but they're both little just goblins of chaos and mm-hmm. so much fun. Which also could have been a really interesting character relationship if she wasn't fucking insane. But unfortunately for everybody involved, yeah. um, Kate is a little extra unhinged than regular. Yeah. But again, all characters can't be good, right? Yeah. Like they just, they can't. So, like, just have to let it be and not be like, oh, isn't it such a shame that they're, she's a crazy person, but it's fine. It's fine. When Allison finally is allowed out of the car to go to school, Chris admits to Kate that he underestimated the danger of the Alpha, which is what's big of him because he also, I think, considers himself the Alpha of his family. At least until season two. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Until then. Until season two. Yeah. And Kate is very clearly like a da-doy. Uh-huh. Yeah-huh. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yep. Guns out. At all times. But Kate is definitely reasserting her dominance in this scenario and uses this newfound, I was right, you were wrong, you should listen to me, towards some ends in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nefarious ends. Nefarious ends. Not good for some people? Not good for some people. No, not no. good. Not great. I feel like I maybe didn't put my notes in order, but Allison and Lydia have an interesting little conversation here in the hallways. Hallways? Hallway, singular, where Lydia thinks, well, she tells Allison that Allison was correct in dumping Scott because she thinks, she tells Allison that Scott locked them in the classroom and left them for dead. Is this step one of some subterfuge? What what do you think we're doing here? I'm trying, as I watch this episode, I'm trying to figure it out. And as we discussed last episode, they all just can hold hands and it's fine. Mm -hmm. But a square is apparently not as strong as a triangle. (laughs) So I would agree that this is part one of subterfuge. Because Lydia has been noticing for the past few episodes that Allison and Jackson are flirting. Jackson and Lydia are on the outs. Allison and Scott just broke up. So there is a small possibility that Lydia might be nudging things in certain directions to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Because this is not what she says to somebody else. No. Later. No. Mm Mm-mm. No. And we don't, I mean, well, I don't want to say we, but I don't love this version of Lydia. Of nope, like, absolutely not. Okay, I do good. not love season one Lydia. I yeah. am so grateful that they let her grow up and develop 
and change and evolve and mm-hmm. flourish into the incredible, incredible character that she becomes. Started from the bottom and we're at the bottom. <laughs> started started at the bottom. We're going to stay at the bottom for a season. Yeah. But it's definitely, you know, if you really want to look at the whole like hundred and whatever episode arc of a character that sticks around for all or most of the time, it is really wonderful to see to get a well-rounded picture of who she is. Mm-hmm. Who is she? What are her motivations? What's important to her? So that you can actually see the change and understand the pieces that are changing and why. Right. I don't like watching that. I don't like watching no. this, but I think it is, it's important storytelling context for any potential development that she may get. Mm-hmm. Totally. Not thrilled, but supportive. Not happy about it. But it makes for an interesting character. Correct. I just like in this episode, it's so annoying. Like, God damn it, Lydia, the fuck are you doing? Stop it. Stop it. Make better choices. Yeah. Terrible. Who do we have? We have Styles next. We have Styles next. And gosh, I don't know about you, but like I, I'm feeling this really tight pressure around my head where my glasses usually sit. I think my goggles are on too tight. <laughs> And that the only question he has for his dad is, "How is Derek? Have you found Derek? <laughs> Have you found Derek? My goggles are on too tight. They're on too yeah. tight. Yeah, I don't know why his dad is at the school. I don't know. But yeah, he's just approaches the sheriff to be like, "Have you found Derek? Where's Derek? Is Derek? Is Derek? Is Derek okay? Have you found Derek? Where's Derek? I don't know, Styles. I don't know. But Styles is, of course, super worried about his father. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful, especially tonight." It's a full moon. It's a full moon. There's spooky things that go bump in the night. And the sheriff says that they've brought somebody in who does know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like at like what kinds of investigators, like an out-of-towner kind of. And I think I have to go back and watch it again. But I think this guy, the guy in the suit, comes back. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I looked at his face and I was like, Mm, and then I didn't know, like, do I just recognize you from other shit on TV? Yeah, and that's the thing. Is honestly, like, here, um, if you can just cut this out, we can go back and check. Hold, please. <laughs> no, Hold, this is the behind please. the scenes. Hold, please. All right, we're gonna mute this. We don't need that. Do to do, and just do a little elevator music. And there's Kate being cute and Lydia being a little cumbersome and Styles worrying about his father and father saying no we are fine everything is fine all right and then we look over yeah to the guy with the weird little diamond print tie it's a weird guy in a diamond print tie let's see oh yeah 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 yeah. because there's the same guy in the same weird diamond print tie Mm, okay so it is in fact, or at least it's a guy in the same costume, but he's wearing the same diamond print tie. Mm-hmm. So interesting. We'll get there in just a second. So we cut back to our episode <laughs> where they're all, you know, the sheriff's like, don't you have a test right now? Go to your test. And we're all just like, test question mark. And all of our characters walk into what looks like a big kind of auditorium shaped classroom. Yeah, I had questions about this test. Where Harris, the chemistry teacher, yep. 
looks to be handing out an econ test. Okay. It's yes. So for one thing, they're in high school. Why aren't they just taking an in-class test? It's a test. It's just a fucking test. It's an end of unit (laughs) test. What is the problem here? It's just a blue book chemistry. I mean, if it's Harris, it should be a blue book chemistry test. So why aren't they on just like a Scantron or... And why aren't they in the chemistry classroom? Why aren't they in the chemistry classroom? Why are they in a separate ray, like a stadium seating classroom? And then yes... (laughs) It's definitely an econ test, right? It's definitely an econ test. I think the only thing I can think of is, is it like an AP econ test? I don't know. Is he proctoring someone else's exam? I don't don't fucking know. know. (laughs) And then I was like, this is why some people shouldn't be allowed to watch TV shows because that's all I could focus on. Kind of like Scott. I was like trying to read the questions. Like I was trying to read the questions. (laughs) I passed chem, but like... Only because I test well. Like, I don't remember (laughs) shit from chemistry. But I was like, these aren't chemistry questions. These aren't chemistry questions. And so that's definitely what I was thinking the whole time. Me too. Like, why is the chemistry teacher proctoring an exam in a different classroom? Hold on a second. This is an an econ test. Where's the econ teacher? Where's coach? I had a whole, like, my my notes right now are just full of question marks. Is Harris giving a chemistry test in an auditorium? No, it looks like an econ test. Where is coach? No wonder Scott could not get his shit together because he was also like, why is this an e-contest? I studied for chemistry. He is having a hard time in this moment. He hears everything in the room. He's getting super distracted. The words on the page keep changing and then they get spooky. In his defense, I also hear all that shit in a classroom too. So like, I feel you. And I don't, but it's because I didn't just break up with my anchor. My anchor. (laughs) Um, But Scott has definitely just broken up with his anchor, and he is having a rough go of it. Poor kid. It would be really troublesome if one of the questions on your 25% of your grade was like, are you going to kill all of your friends? Yes, no, maybe. (laughs) Yes, no, maybe. None of the above. That might might put you into a tailspin. And he does. He He does gets up and leaves the classroom and Harris calls out after him. And then Styles, being a bestie, gets up and goes out after him. And Harris looks as though he's going to try to chase them and then just gives up. I know. Yeah, he does. He was like, I actually expected a line being like, you're both failed. Yeah, it absolutely. It didn't happen. No. We do find Scott in the only place he could be, the boys' locker room in the shower. That's the only place. It's the only place he could be. I really appreciated how we went from like fun, silly, goofy, whatever, to these like few, like this like 30 seconds that was all horror coded. Yeah. Styles like stalking through the locker room, like what's going to happen? Like probably nothing. Yeah. And then they get one of my favorite, like, classical kind of instrumental pieces from Teen Wolf. That album, by the way, is incredible. That's Olfar Ol. I can't pronounce his name. But it's a, the piece of music is incredible. Hmm. I listened to that album a little too much. You'll find it on my Spotify. Um, ah, nice. <laughs> but Scotty, our poor Scott, is having a straight-up panic attack in the shower. <laughs> yes, he is. And Smart Styles tricks him into using his inhaler. Because he thinks he was having like an asthma attack. And this is where we would find out that Styles used to get panic attacks after his mom died. <sighs> Poor mom. Poor mom. Poor mom. But sad. yep, that explains why Styles is so protective of his father. It's because he's already lost his mom. He's not going to lose his dad, too. Yep. <sighs> 
I would say fanon or canon, but we all know this is this is canon. Yes, there's no questioning happening here. Yeah, and Styles kind of recaps the scenario that it is a full moon tonight, and that the Alpha, which is your boss, mm-hmm. is coming for you. Like so, at this moment, Styles is convinced that Deaton is the Alpha. Yeah, and so that's what we're going with. We also don't have any other options, right? Like as an audience, yeah, we think Derek is dead or just viciously wounded. Yeah, because we haven't we haven't seen him since he got yeah. stabbed by the Alpha. And Deaton's really the only other yeah suspect. Yeah, for the audience, for the audience, yes. Mm-hmm. I can't even think of who else might have been hinted at that as an audience you could plausibly be like, hmm. Greenberg. <sighs> Greenberg. Well, speaking of Greenberg. Swerve, it's coach. <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been hilarious. No, I think as an audience, we were led to believe it was Derek. Yep. And then Derek's like, it's not me, man. And then Derek gets stabbed by the alpha, so it's not him. Mm-hmm. Then it's, yeah, it's Deaton. Spooky Mr. Deaton, spooky doctor. Yeah, I think at this point, that's pretty much it. Unless you want to like start pulling names out of like thin air, like the Argents or, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Harris, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Harris definitely comes with a coding of problematic. Yeah. Like he's trouble somehow. Yeah. Totally. And spoiler alert, he is. He's a bad guy. He is. Just not yet. It's not yet. It's not today. Mm-hmm. So speaking of bad guys, we go to the famous Argent Garage where all of the guns are. The gun garage. The gun garage. They're planning out their full moon attack. So my question here is, so we did go back and check the source material. Yes, the fancy guy in the suit that the sheriff called in, quote, who does know about this sort of thing, unquote, is present for this scary gathering of Argent hunters. Mm -hmm. So I have a couple of questions. Yes. One, is this scary man in a suit a hunter? Two, Mm. what does he know that he told the sheriff's office? Is it just like I've seen these kinds of animal attacks before? Mm -hmm. Or was he like, I'm part of a super top secret supernatural policing agency? (laughs) So, like, my quite honestly, my question at this point is like, how much does the sheriff know and is just not telling us? Hmm. Is there a world in which the guy from the super top secret whatever tells the sheriff, like, hey, we've seen this before? It's take a seat, it's probably werewolves and don't tell your kid. I don't think it's likely, but I, yeah, there's a lot of threads there that need tying. Yes. But that is the tagline of Teen Wolf. A lot of threads that need tying. There's there's a lot of loose threads here. Or it was just the actor who was available. Yeah, they should have changed ties, man. Wouldn't have known you if it wasn't for your tie. I wouldn't have known you if it wasn't for your tie. But that's okay. It's a classic dad tie of of the 2010s. But the Argents are all in the garage talking shop. They are. They're planning out the full moon. Apparently the alpha is closer to just like a normal wolf on the full moon because it too is struggling under the magical sway. 
the sway of the moon. But Kate wonders if, what if the Alpha has a reason to stay focused? Why do we think she asks this? I don't know. Like, what has she seen that would prompt her to wonder if the Alpha has an anchor? She doesn't know who the Alpha is. No, she doesn't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Why do you ask this other than for the purpose of the plot? (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Also, considering that they're doing this about the same time as the... Are they doing this at the same time as the lacrosse game? Or lacrosse practice? So they're doing this in the middle of the afternoon? Yeah. Don't these people have jobs? Yeah. Your father is a highly respected federal arms salesman. (laughs) Don't you have jobs? What are you doing? Go to work. Yeah, I don't know. Get back to work. But yes, this does bring us to lacrosse. Oh, can we rewind for just a half a second? Sure. They're talking about, you know, what do we do when we find the wolves? What do we do if we find Derek? And in walks the icon, the legend, the myth, the mother, Victoria Argent. You find him, you kill him, you cut him in half. Would anybody like a cookie? She's insane. I love her so much. Uh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She's incredible. Again, like... She is, again, in this entire family of sociopathic murderers, she is, again, tied to humanity by her love for her daughter, by her love for Allison. Yep. And in the meantime, she's definitely on Aunt Kate's side about just like, no, it's cool. Just murder first, ask questions later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She also has the weirdest hairstyle. Yeah. She looks 60. Yeah, she does. She's not. No. It just doesn't... Why? Don't do her like this. Yeah, I don't know. Don't hurt this woman like this. It does age her a little, but I... Just this particular just drop. Just you find him, you kill him, you cut him in half. Cookies, anyone? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm having a lot of conflicting feelings. Derek Hale is my firstborn son, but I do love me some Victoria Argent, so... (laughs) Cookies? Cookies. I would not eat anything that woman made cookies they're laced with arsenic and god knows what Mm -mm. so from one deeply uncomfortable scenario to another we flash to the cafeteria during lunchtime where jackson and allison are flirting yes Yes. this is where i get confused during the show about like how long what time is it (laughs) it's like oh yeah it's still lunch that's still lunch. I was wrong. It wasn't after school. It's in the middle of the day. It's the middle of the day. Yeah, Jackson is was flirting hard. He the wiping the sauce off the mouth. Like he had full thumb. I was like, whoa, buddy, did you wash your hands? Like, yeah, nah, nah. Teenage boys in their hands. Like Scott is overhearing all of it. He's eating lunch in the hallway. I know. Like, kiddo, <laughs> sir. He's eating lunch in the hallway, but he is eavesdropping hard on someone flirting with his ex-girlfriend. Correct. And gets so upset about it that he, like, smashes his head into the wall and breaks the wall. (laughs) Sir. Yeah. Someone is going to notice all of the damage to the school eventually. Yeah. Like, who fixed all of the damage after the night, the locked-in night? I don't know, but they did say on the radio in the morning that the school had been closed Thursday and Friday. 
Yeah, there was a lot done. There was a dead body dripping blood. That was a biohazard. And the fastest auditorium seating bleachers I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in that school. At my high school, we had a set of those, but they are now so slow and a little sad that you oh. have to like guide them on the tracks. Oh, boy. <laughs> that scene would not have worked in my high school. But yes, then we move to lacrosse. Lacrosse. Where the team has come down with a horrible case of pink eye. Thank you, Greenberg. <laughs> Thank you, Greenberg. And we get our fan and our cannon moment. Of Styles making first line? Of Belinsky. Oh, Belinsky, yes. <laughs> call me Biles or I swear to God I'll kill you. Biles, call me Biles. Me Biles. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Scott also becomes co-captain with Jackson because Yay. I guess we're bringing two squads i didn't understand that but i don't understand like were there a practice squad and a regular squad is that what they're gonna take his unit and add it to your unit unit. and make a big unit (laughs) i was like what are we talking about sir i think he just wanted to say big unit i think he did i'm like is this a dick joke or are you just (laughs) what (laughs) yeah i think it might have been a dick joke however we do have beautiful voice of reason danny coming in to calm down Jackson, who is not happy about having to share his captain title with Scott, saying, who the hell cares? He's a good player. Because Danny is maybe the nicest person in Beacon Hills. Correct. And we get, like, straight-up confirmation in this moment that Jackson and Danny are best friends. Besties! They are, in fact, best friends that they do lean on each other, that they are there for emotional support. We, like, Mm -hmm. besties. And I would love a whole episode of just them being besties. Yes. That is something that I really appreciate about Teen Wolf is while they all have their ups and their downs and their good days and their bad days, it really does give us lots of examples of men and boys, but men being emotionally supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I really appreciate. Totally. Yeah. Especially younger. Yeah. yeah. They're all teenagers. They're all high school boys. They're all it's high great. school kids. And they're trying their best. And like, does it always work? No. Are they sometimes awful to each other? Yes. But they make up. Yeah. But they make up because they're friends and they understand. Like Danny in that moment understands that what Jackson doesn't need is like, oh, just toughen up. You're going to wreck him and get it back. Mm -hmm. But what he needs is someone to validate his feelings. Like, and to say, it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Stop it. In this moment, you are overreacting and we're going to make it through. And like, Mm -hmm. is he perfect? No, of course not. If someone said this to me, I'd probably explode on them. But I would come back a little bit later with my tail between my legs because they would be right. Yes. So. Totally. Danny. Danny. We also learn here that Scott can smell jealousy. Pheromones. Chemo signals. I guess this is canon. (laughs) It's canon. It's canon. Which poor Styles immediately wants to know if Scott can use his newly honed powers to find out if Lydia is into him because he has been obsessing over her since third grade. How do we think this is going to end for Styles? Absolutely terribly, but I don't think, you know, when you're watching it for the first time, I don't think it ends in the way that anyone is expecting it to end. No, I agree. Which is terribly. Deep sigh. Because... And as Scott walks towards Lydia, you hear Styles in the back going, you're my very best friend of the whole wide world. Which makes what happens worse. Correct. Because instead, Scott asks Lydia if Allison still likes him. 
And because Lydia is also feeling the pull of the moon, I don't know. She's also feeling something. not 100%. She's feeling some kind of way. She tells Scott that, yeah, but only as friends. Oh. And that she knows he locked them into that room to protect them, which mm -hmm. is not what she told Allison, what, no. two hours earlier? Yeah. And then she goes full tropey, what do you want to call this? Like flirtatious. Is this what the TikTokers are talking about with pick me energy? No. Okay. Did you <laughs> did you ever see Grey's Anatomy? No. At all? No. Okay. The only Grey's Anatomy I have seen is when I got home and you were watching Grey's Anatomy. So whether or not they know this, but the pick me girls, pick me comes from Grey's Anatomy. And it's a scene with Meredith talking to McDreamy where she literally says, pick me, choose me, love me. Because she's telling Derek to choose her over Addison. Is he still married to Addison at this point? Yes. <sighs> she is like, this is when she's telling him to like sign the divorce papers and stay with her. I think it's a season two episode. Gotcha. But like, she literally says, pick me, choose me, love me. Which is where, I don't know, 15 years later... 20 yeah probably 15 years later pick yeah. me come the pick me girl comes from gotcha well in any case lydia is putting her big flirt eyes on yeah this is a girl on the hunt yes i'm on the hunt down after you correct my favorite part though is like because lids is given that like sex real kitten. that's the word it's a real sex kitten kind of vibe but then scott does like the spooky werewolf look he like yes. looks at her like over the brow and i'm like what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing sir no offense to the actor but that's like not hot <laughs> i was trying to figure out if that was trying to be hot or if that was trying to be scary I, I know I, i'm not a, i'm either. honestly not sure well so and we'll talk about it a little bit later but scott mccall definitely does i th i think he's trying to do the thing that we see later in 3b which is when one actor is having to simultaneously play two parts mm. like a good mm -hmm. guy and a bad guy mm -hmm. and he is trying i think because there's a kind of that like more squinty downturned like glare and the kind of darker voice and the crueler words there's like a he goes kind of back and forth mm -hmm. and i'm not sure how intentional that is or was or was supposed to be but it definitely felt like it was a different flavor of scott right it yes a, it was a different it was a slightly different version of scott because allison girl crazy scott would not have done this mm -hmm. yep 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 Totally. Yeah. And then uh, Scott and Lydia making out in what I think is Coach's office? I think so. Poor Coach. He doesn't need this on his desk. In he front of his desk. He can't smell the pheromones. It's cool. Yeah. And then Scott goes right back to Styles and lies to him and says that Lydia is totally into him. And again, in this like really vicious way. Yeah. Vicious. Like, like last episode, Scott would not have done this to Styles. No. No, but it definitely felt like a kind of a darker, spookier, different version of Scott. Yeah, that that talks to him this way. He's got a, a kind of a different lilt in his voice, like a little bit mm -hmm. of a different like look in his eye. It's a very different person. 
And it's not like he's doing it offhandedly, like he wasn't paying attention. He's doing it on purpose. Purposely. Yeah. Cruelly. Cruelly. Yes. So then they get into practice and Scott's a dick about that too. Punches Danny. Like he knocks him out. And Danny's a big dude. Sir. And Lydia comes to check on Danny, which is kind of weird. But what it does is it it instigates the moment where Jackson notices that her lipstick is all messed up. And it's in this moment where I paused the video and said, no, it's not. Because <laughs> first of all, she is wearing gloss. She's wearing gloss. And not a lipstick. And second of all, it's not messy at all. It is perfectly placed. This, I think, is one of those moments where either the makeup costuming team did not read the script or they tried a take of making out with scott and lydia with lipstick on and it got to be too much and so they put mm -hmm. her in gloss instead mm -hmm. or it just didn't look good right yeah, it, like it looked something yeah but jackson points it out and styles you can mm. you can hear the little gears in his brain start going based on the lipstick comment and scott being a jerk and you figures know. out that something just went down between Lydia and Scott. Yeah. My poor boy. It's a shit day for everybody. It's a really bad day for everybody. Speaking of really bad days for everybody, Mr. Bear is about to be murdered. Mm. As Aunt Kate teaches Allison how to shoot a taser. Yeah. I mean, you know, of all the weapons, probably not the worst. No, not the worst. Yeah, <laughs> you do know that she's doing it for nefarious reasons, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. And But worse, though, is that Allison starts crying about Scott and then reveals that Scott knows Derek, which Kate is very interested in. Kate is super interested to know about all the details of alleged killer Derek Hale. And the whole time I was like, Allison, shut up. Allison, shut up. Allison, shut <laughs> up. Kate knows more than you. Stop it. Yeah, I was like, shut, 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 shut up. Stop it. Say no more. And so she like doesn't really understand what's going on, but she starts kind of talking a little bit about Scott and Derek and how Scott and Derek know each other. Mm -hmm. Shut up, shut up, shut up. No talkie. Code of silence. Zip it. Cone of silence. Everybody shut up. So speaking of people who don't shut up, Styles politely lets himself into scott's house <laughs> i love this because for a hot minute i forgot it was scott's house and i was like what's mrs mccall doing here oh right it's, scott. it's, oh, right, it's, it's her house. house he has a key he has Great. a key and then that's what mrs mccall she's like you have a key <laughs> okay made it myself made um, it and so we get confirmation that mama is worried about scott and scott's not talking to her like he used to mm-hmm and even if we just think about this season, like early in the season, it's episode one, episode three, like Scott was talking to Mama McCall about, you know, there's this girl named Allison and I really like her and I'm bringing you dinner at work. And now in a matter of like three weeks, he's turned into this different person mm -hmm. and she is worried. Yep. But then remind Styles to be careful because it's a full moon. And uh, hospitals are traditionally known or ERs especially are known as being a little wild on the full moon. It's where the name lunatic comes from. It must be important. It's the episode title. It is. Apparently research has indicated that ER visits do not increase during a full moon, but I trust nurses. I trust nurses. It's cool. So Styles wiggles his way upstairs to find Scott sitting in the dark like his 
mentor, maybe <laughs> possibly turned lover, Derek Hale, sitting and, gl- and glaring at Styles in the Dark. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, he's just pulled a Derek. Pulled a Derek. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Styles comments about the serial killer look in your eyes. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> sure is. Bully serial killer. Yeah, he looked fucked. Well, Scott, or Styles has brought a bag of goodies to very large chain (laughs) like that looked that looked heavy it's probably a good idea that mrs mccall didn't ask what was in the bag yeah but yeah he's brought he's brought chains to keep scott inside during the full moon but he surprises scott by handcuffing him to the radiator instead you think you're gonna chain me up like a dog no yeah well (laughs) no but styles later does really kind of lean into the dog aspect oh. when he when he brings scott some water finally oh. he pours it into a dog bowl that he's written scott's name on and i was like all right he's oh. he's mad oh he's so mad that's so oh yeah. he's mad oh that's such a dick move it was a di- it was funny but it was, it was hilarious and it was also horrible mm-hmm like, whenever I, again, read a fic that has bad friend styles on it, this is the moment I will think of. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, the planning. He doesn't have a dog. He had to go and get a dog bowl and then write Scott's name on it. Yeah. Like, damn, I would not want Styles mad at me. No. And I feel like Styles is one of those people you can just imagine has been underestimated his whole life. Absolutely. Because, like, Dylan O'Brien gets bigger – and it's always in, in Fanon. It's yeah. always like, oh, he's he's smaller than he seems and underneath his clothes. He's really, but he is slight yeah. in these early. He's not a big dude, especially big up dude. against some of the other like adult characters. Yeah, for sure. But like he does carry the look of someone who has been underestimated much of yeah, his life. For sure. But then he pulls something like this and you're like, I would not want to be on his bad side. Oof. Giving you some payback for making out with Lydia. Hell Yeah. Especially because then Scott goes off and taunts him about that Lydia kissed him. Is that true? I don't know. I I feel like that was a mutually agreed upon makeout sesh. I also, but we're going to go back and consult the document. (laughs) (laughs) Just consult the text. Well, and who, I mean, doesn't it depend on the take they used? It does, probably. I mean, technically, the take they used is the canon event. Yeah. You don't get to use the unused takes to decide what canon is. Yeah. Unless it's supernatural, then I get to decide whatever the fuck I want. So they're moving towards each other in the thing. Do, 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 do. Yeah, she kisses him, mm. but not by much. Okay. Well, maybe he was just being polite about a lady. Yeah, she kisses him, but not by much because she goes for it and then he goes, whoop. Okay. So, yeah, technically that's correct. He goes, whoop. Whoop. <laughs> it's that curiosity pony being like, let's investigate. <laughs> yeah. But we do, again, get that, like, very stark dynamic between, like, villain Scott, scary, unanchored, full moon Scott versus, like, puppy dog Scott versus the regular Scott that we know and love. Mm-hmm. This feels like a very stark difference when he's taunting styles yes yes this is full like dick bag yeah don't do it man don't do it don't do it don't do it but he did between the taunting and the and the dog bowl we get a 
a little bit more of Jackson and Allison. Allison is walking through like a sports store and picks up a site. Yes. He's thinking of picking up an old hobby. Yes. Well, <laughs> at first I thought she thought I thought the old hobby was going to be gymnastics. <laughs> Same. I was, I was like, like, why isn't do you that your... for that? <laughs> I was like, wait, isn't the old hobby gymnastics? But no, yes, the old hobby talking. is archery. And Jackson, I can't tell if Jackson is being an actual emotional support for Allison or if Jackson just desperately wants information from her. But he's pretending at least to be an emotional mm-hmm. support for her. Yep. And a little flirty. And a little flirty. A little flirty, but also like we've both like seen some shit. We've both seen some shit, which they talk about in the car. Mm-hmm. They go out to this car and they park it in a parking lot like you do when you're teenagers because it's the only private space you have. Yep. And Allison tells Jackson, like, I don't think it was Derek in the school. Mm-hmm. And again, I have Correct. so many questions. Like, you're right. But, but why, why would she think that? Why would you think that? I have questions. Yeah. I mean, I get at some point you have to move the plot along, but there was nothing there for her to think that other than vibes. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she doesn't even know Derek. She has no vibe check. I've met Derek once, I think. It's probably fine. That doesn't feel like him. It's cool. She can't roll a vibe check. She, she has cannot. nothing to check event against. She has nothing to check. She has, she has to roll a nat 20 and she's not doing that. <laughs> Jackson can kind of, because as much as the show wants to be like Jackson Alpha, it's Jackson Derek. And I, the more I watch these episodes for like the first time in a long time, I'm like, what is going on with Jackson and the Alpha, which we'll get to at the end. But I'm like, it's Jackson Derek. That's Derek's DNA or whatever the fuck's going on in the back of his neck. Like, that's the weird part about uh, it. When you dissect it, knowing all the information, you're like, how is this connected? How? 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 Yeah. So I feel like it's Jackson who could absolutely have said, I don't think it was Derek because the vibes are wrong. Exactly. It didn't feel like the vibes in my neck. Yeah. <laughs> my neck was telling me no. My neck was telling me no. <laughs> my body. Oh, oh, wait. We can't do that anymore. <sighs> Deep sigh. Gross. Gross. Uh, gross. <laughs> but yes, at least there's two characters talking shit out, right? Yeah. I love that for them. And a bunch of stuff kind of goes back and forth. We go back and forth between Jackson and Allison and Scott and Styles. Yes, this was this was hard to keep notes on because I want to be like, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then there's a dog bowl, and then Scott's begging to be let out, and then Jackson's saying this, and then Scott's I was like, fuck. It's like so we're going we're bouncing back and forth. Flash, 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 flash. But like they have bouncing back to Scott and Styles, we have one of my favorite shots of Styles leaning up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Kind of like head in his hands. Like it's such a good shot. They recreate that shot with Lydia in like season six, I think. It's fantastic. And Scott is going back and forth about being a bad guy and then a good guy and then a bad guy. And then Scott gets completely wrecked when the moonlight hits him. Yeah. He just completely wolfs out and breaks free of his restraints. Mm-hmm. And Styles goes, oh, shit. Yes. That is the correct response. Correct. So we come back upon Jackson and Allison talking in the car, and Allison's like, there are people lying to me, people closer than Scott. And she calls out her father, saying, like, my father is lying to me. About what? And that's the question of the day. Is okay lying to you? Or are they just telling different stories? Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
Then she immediately believes Kate. Yeah, she does. Immediately. Which, okay, like, you know, when you're 17, like, you don't trust your parents. No. So that's almost fine. You're like, you know what? (laughs) Nobody trusts their parents when they're 17. No. But I have a flash forward to season two in this because Scott, you know, seeking out murder pieces or his anchor or, you know, whatever, runs to Allison and finds Allison and Jackson sitting in the car. And Mm -hmm. to his credit, does not storm up to them, just kind of awkwardly watches them from a car across the lot Mm -hmm. and has this straight up red fuzzy hallucination of the two of them making out, Mm -hmm. like hardcore making out in this car. Yep. Which I didn't I didn't know that that was like a symptom of werewolfism. Because it's not. Yeah. Um, the only other time we see something like this is there's an episode in season two, to my knowledge, there's an episode in season two where they all get kind of accidentally poisoned by Wolfsbane. And right. then they have hallucinations that look a little bit like this. The werewolves, mm-hmm. werewolf hallucinations look a little bit red and fuzzy like this. This is sure. kind of what the the alpha vision, the, the corrupted alpha vision kind of looks like. I just don't know where this hallucination is coming from. And I wish I knew. Right. I wish I knew. Yeah. I don't know. But Jackson's talking to Allison about, yeah, I came upon this guy in the hallway and he like looked like a man and then he got down on all fours and was like hands and knees. I was like, no, like hands and feet. He looked like an animal. He moved like an animal. And it's like intercut with like Scott, like leaping around things. I'm like, oh, good Mm -hmm. job, guys. Good job. I actually looked pretty cool. I like that. That was good. Until he lands on their roof and is about to murder them. And is interrupted. By another wolf. It's Derek. Yay, he's alive! Hi, Derek. Fully wolfed out in his leather, tackling him right off the the car roof and into the woods they go. Power slam! (laughs) (laughs) And my note here is, like, so with Scott's wolf makeup, his wolf makeup changes only a little bit and then kind of gets incrementally better. Mm Mm-hmm. And they really land on Scott's wolf pretty early. They don't really change a lot in season one. It gets better in season two, and it just, like, stays great. They don't figure out Derek's for a while. Derek's whole wolf face now is different and, to me, is worse. This one is worse. I don't care for this one. I don't care for this one. It looks a little bit like Wolverine. A little, yeah. I wonder – okay, I have no idea. We just – we'd have to ask the makeup artist, right, of, like, what's the problem? Yeah. Is it just the angle of Tyler Hecklin's jaw where it's – he's so angular, right? Like, he's a very angular face. Yeah. Is it that putting prosthetics on it is just weird? I don't know. I don't know. Because this one makes his whole face look so long. It does. It's very – it's very long. But I'm not too worried about it because he steps out of the shadows and he loses the wolf. That was a cool shot, too. I like that one. That was nice. And he is just trying to support Scott and stop him from hurting people. Yeah. Because yep. he is a good werewolf dad. He's a good werewolf dad. At least in season one, he's getting better. In season two, he takes a nose dive. <laughs> is he a, a wonkle? A werewolf uncle? A wonkle. Yes, he's a wonkle. <laughs> wonkle Derek. <laughs> wonkle Derek? <laughs> No. Oh, I'm sorry. That's I'm keeping that. Thank you. <laughs> merch. Get your merch here. <laughs> I'm a wonkle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. So as Derek is coming to save Scott, we get the shot of the only other person who regularly comes to Scott's rescue, Styles. 
Mm-hmm. So Styles is coming up. He's driving in the Jeep, trying to find Scott. and Which has been up, fixed. Which has been fixed and comes upon a crime scene. Ba-da-da. Lots of cops, lots of medics, a body on a stretcher. He automatically assumes it's his dad. Because when you're an anxious panda, you assume it's your family members. At all times. Mm-hmm. And he's about to have a full moment when he figures out that it's been burned and that it's dead. And he hears his father from across the crime scene. <laughs> yep. And this hug, I cry. Just a little bit, yeah. I love their relationship. So do I. They're both messes and they're both trying so hard and they love each other so much. They do. And the actors have such great chemistry about it. They do. And so Styles and his dad are just like, they're just sitting and talking. And then we flash to some people watching them. Odd. Chris and Kate have rolled up. Chris and Kate have rolled up and they're talking, they're like thinking about the alpha and they're thinking about the full moon. They're thinking about possibilities. And they're flashing back to episode one four when they stumbled upon those two beta werewolves. Mm-hmm. You said that there was a big one and a small one. Is it possible that the small one wasn't just small, but was he also younger? Mm-hmm. Smash cut to Styles talking to his father. Is Styles a werewolf? Dun dun. Well, no. But <laughs> good thought. Good train of and, thought. Wrong answer. Come back. Try your work again one more time. And in 99% of fic, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Weirdly. Uh, I mean, not weirdly, but just interestingly. Yeah. No. No. No, no. He is a uh, human boy. Pretty much. Now, I will remove my goggles for this next scene because the looks – so Derek basically like carries Scott inside and puts him down on the bed and – their faces are so soft mm. with each other in this scene. Mm-hmm. Scott is so scared. He's like so tired. He's so heartbroken. And Derek's face is again so soft because, you know, we know things looking in hindsight, but I don't know if the writers knew this at this point. Derek understands what it's like to go. Not to go too far, like, sexually, but, like, to go too far with a girl to make choices you can't take back. Right. Yeah. And is deeply empathetic with Scott in this moment. And if I were a fic writer of any kind, I would extend this particular scene to include the one shot because there is the, like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't be with Allison. And I can hear Derek in my head going, no, so just be with me. (laughs) Stay with me. I can hear, I can feel it in my, I can feel it in my bones to the Scaric shippers in the universe on this podcast. Just, I feel ya. Mm-hmm. I feel ya. I do. All three of you. No, I'm sure that there are people. I sit in a different camp, but I absolutely understand where you're coming from. Yes. So there's a bunch of like talking back and forth about like, can, can I be cured? And Derek's like, no, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. But maybe you can. You have to kill the one that bit you. So they set Mm -hmm. up a lot of lore in the first season of Teen Wolf. Does this one stand up? I don't. Okay. So honestly, I thought. So my brain. So I don't know. I don't know about you. And I don't know if this is like an ADHD issue. My brain is often trying to fill in dialogue before it happens. Yeah. And maybe it's like a writing issue too, where even if it's a new movie that I'm watching for the first time, I'm often especially if it's like a cheesy action movie i'm often trying to predict the lines as they come Mm. because sometimes you can right right no offense to the screenwriters of those action movies because i love them and i will watch all of them but 
sometimes the, the lines are kind of obvious because they're meant for a general audience and yeah, they're, you, they're just predictable. And that's fine because like, what else are you supposed to say after like, let go of my son, whatever. So when he asked, is there a, a cure for someone who was bitten? My brain could have sworn that it was the bite is a gift, <laughs> that there wasn't a cure, right? Like I don't not recall lore about killing the one that bit you beyond absorbing powers. Yeah. And I think this comes back at the end of season one, and then they might just drop it forever. Because mm -hmm. this this doesn't sound familiar enough to me in a way where it comes back. I don't mm -hmm. think. Okay. Yeah, I don't think this lore stands up. Mm -hmm. But we're going to have to get to the end of season one to figure out why. Okay. Dun, dun. Yeah, I was just like, I don't, this is not, it doesn't sound, okay, all right. And Derek makes an offer. If you, if you help me find him, I'll help you kill him. Da-da-da. Mm -hmm. Which did feel like the end of the episode, yeah, except it, did. it wasn't. It wasn't. We got two more little sprinkles of plot. I thought that was going to be a smash cut to black, and it was a smash cut to the Alpha surveying Beacon Hills. And then I was like, that's the end of the episode. And it's not. <laughs> well, because you get the smash cut of the Alpha, and then at the very, very end, the Alpha transforms into something mm -hmm. to a very dapper head of hair. Mm -hmm. Looking at that silhouette makes me feel some feelings. Yep. Feeling feelings. Mm -hmm. And then that smash cuts to Jackson. Well, okay. But if you think about it, it we know the Alpha's a dude. Yeah. Which is... A little like, oh, could have been a lady, but it no, it's could have been a lady. It is a dude. Yeah. Well, it we smash cut to this dude, but we smash cut to this dapper head of hair mm -hmm. that Deaton doesn't have. Deaton doesn't have. So let's cross Deaton off the list. <laughs> yep. Check, check. So now now we're down to no no suspects. Yeah. Zero suspects, only alphas. And probably a white guy? Yeah, probably. Yeah, if we think about the kind of hair. Yeah, probably. But the final, this is like the Lord of the Rings ending, ending number three. <laughs> yes. Is Jackson getting home and realizing that there is scratch marks on his car and he pulls like a clawed nail out of his car. An entire ass claw. Mm -hmm. Scotty, my boy, you have ripped out an entire nail. Are you doing okay? <laughs> yeah. Probably not. No. Ow. Yeah. Actually, that's a great question because- it always just looks like his nails grow into claws yeah. and then go back. Ow. Ow. Yeah. Ow. So I guess can't answer that one. Can't answer that one. So Jackson finds this thing in his car and plucks it and it's this entire ass fingernail. And because it is now that time of our program for Arts and Crafts with Jackson <laughs> Whittemore, today he's making art with found material. <laughs> Yeah, he has uh, straight up stolen the lacrosse glove, I guess, from Scott from how many episodes ago? Like five or something. Yeah. From several episodes ago. Several episodes ago. And he matches up the claw to the hole in the lacrosse glove. He sure does. Jackson's little brain is thinking. He's thinking. Think, think, thinking. And now we finally smash cut to cut to black. Now it's the end of the episode. 
We have learned so many things yet, and so many characters are having a lot of thoughts and feelings. Scott and Styles are definitely on the outs the entire, you know, little quadrangle of Scott and Allison and Lydia and Jackson are feeling a lot of feelings. Yep. It's a rough day in Beacon Hills. It's been a rough day. God. They all took a test. (laughs) That's right. They had to take a test. They had to take a test. Like, this is a bad day. I hope tomorrow is better. Yeah. Wonder how everyone did on that test. Probably not that good. Mm -mm. I don't think so. I don't feel like anyone was prepared for it. Two people didn't get to finish it. I don't know. And if, you know, if Harris was the one doing the the study recap day before the exam in econ, God, they're all a little failed. Right. Yeah. We don't even know what kind of test this even was. No idea. Fucking rough. Yeah. Well, good luck, kiddos. Getting out of that school. Good luck, kiddos. I hope this semester gets easier and it won't. And I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of episode. Yeah, this is a lot of episode. True facts. Yeah, there was a lot happening here. Good? Good, bad? Good? Good episode? (sighs) Probably. I liked it fine. I will like it less as we get to episodes after this because we're steadily clicking up the roller coaster. Mm Mm-hmm. Click, 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 click. You're grading on a curve. As my like coffee tries to make my body healthy. It doesn't sound like it. Wowzers. But no, starting from next episode on one nine, really, we just start getting into all the all the hits. Mm. And the hits just keep on coming. I like this episode. There was a lot. I think it was a little oddly paced. Yes. A lot of back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Yes, that is true. It goes between a lot of things. It does. But it definitely does illustrate in a very real, quote unquote, real way what Derek has been trying to get through to Scott the whole time. This is true. You have to listen to me because this thing is coming. You can't avoid it. You have to know how to control it. You are going to hurt people. It is going to get scary. Mm -hmm. You have to trust me. Mm -hmm. And Scott's been like, nah. <laughs> and now he's here and it got really scary and he tried to hurt people and he's ruined some stuff and he is realizing that he actually did need that help. Yeah. And because Derek is ultimately a good dude, he showed up anyway. Yes, he did. Well, he doesn't want anyone to get hurt. Enough people have gotten hurt in his life. So many people and he's tired. Yeah. Same. Same fam. He's, Same. He's so tired. He's just tired all the time. <laughs> He's man be is kidding me. so tired. Alleged. So is it that time? It's that time. It's that time of our program where I speak giffer to giffer to all of my beloved compatriots out there on the internet. This is this is the episode you're looking for. And this is the episode you're looking for. I tell you some gifts and gifable moments from the episode we just watched so that you don't have to go through the entire season to find the thing that you're looking for. So if you are looking for some really sweet Scott and Styles or some really terrible Scott and Styles, if you're doing like a cute thing or like an angst thing, this is your episode. This is Drunken Styles. This is really the first kind of Scott and Lydia making out, living the dream. This is Victoria Argent. <laughs> you find him, you kill him, you cut him in half. This is a lot of really sweet Kate and Allison moments. If you're looking for Kate, just being thoughts and feelings. There's a lot of Kate in this episode, some really beautiful stuff. If you are looking for uh, Jackson and Allison, 
Jackson and Allison absolutely all over this episode. Anything with Allison and weapons, this is going to be a great episode for you. And of course, the Jackson and Allison making out in the car. This is a great Papa Sheriff and Styles hug. This is a great mm-hmm. one. The incredibly cute scene between Scott and Derek when Derek brings Scott home. And another great shot of the alpha overlooking the city. If you are looking for any of these things or are inspired to make any of these sets or they can be useful to you, this is the episode you're looking for. And it's better lit than the last one. It's much better lit than the other one. Absolutely. Less blue. Less blue. Less dark. A a little less blue. A little little less. God, I hope that is actually helpful for somebody because I feel like it just is a mess. But I'm optimistic. Opto. I uh, am sure it is. That I will be able to make it helpful. So if it helps you, I'm so glad. (laughs) I'm so glad. Someone out there is taking notes. Somewhere out there. Kosh Opto. <laughs> it's a gore thing. The, the things that live in my brain because of Game of Roses. Kosh Having not seen any of it, there are a surprising number of people I know who are deep into Game of Roses. You don't have to be into The Bachelor to be into Game of Roses. Okay. Because I, I have not seen The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Or Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelor Pad or. No. Nope. No. That's okay. I'm so sorry. I have failed. I have failed the city. No need to apologize. We'll just drag you into the pit. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Okay. Well, I guess that is the episode. There's so much of it, and they will continue to carry on as we march towards the end of the first season. Yeah. Because we're going to be two thirds of the way through. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot to take care of. So much. There's so much left to go. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) People got to find some stuff out. People are going to try to get killed. People are going to get caught and then let go and then caught and then let go. Then they're going to. Be confronted with secrets. Hunters and werewolves and stuff and... Oh, my. Romance and... Murder. Fire. Murder. (laughs) Manslaughter. Mayhem. (laughs) Shipping goggles. Wonkles. Oh, the goggles. The wonkles. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Fantastic. Cool. Well, that is the episode. Thank you for listening. You can find us all over the internet at fandom on the rocks and if you want to support the episode and the endeavors of these weirdos you can do that at patreon.com slash fandom on the rocks for all sorts of bonus content and that would be awesome and you can just come say hello and that would also be awesome and that's all for this time and we will check you for the next episode You've been listening to Pack Dynamics, a Fandom on the Rocks podcast. For more episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us online at Fandom on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash fandom on the rocks. Subscribers get access to ad-free content, exclusive bonus episodes, deep diving into fandom, and more. So until next time, keep your pack close. <laughs>